Hello, hello. Hi, welcome to episode two of On Second Thought. Hey, episode two already. They they grow so quick. They grow so quick. You love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, so you know, in in the last episode, we kind of didn't talk about where we're based out of. Um, we're definitely not recording from the same room. Um, I um am in Houston currently. Um, and Tiny Dollar Sign is based out of LA. Yo, what's good, SoCal and Texas? H <laughs> Tine, hold it. H-Town. We're from Houston, so I, I have my, my love for Houston. But we just wanted to give a little background also of how we know each other. We've been friends since high school. We met through a mutual friend at a party. And since then, we've just always kind of clicked and been on the same vibes and have been friends since then. It's been like eight or nine years now. Yeah. You know, you know, when you like meet those people like randomly at places and, you know, you have mutual friends and then you finally have conversations with them and you're like, yo, I feel something like I know that this person is like is I'm going to hit it off with them. And that's kind of what happened. And ever since then, I think the friendship has just grown and it's, you know, it's, it's now it's more of like a sisterhood. Oh, babe. I love you. I love you. <laughs> okay, okay. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry for being sappy. I'm an emotional human. I wanted to touch upon the title some more as well. Contrary to some of your um, beliefs, this is not a sex podcast, but you can absolutely have sex while you're listening to this podcast. If that's what gets you off, please, please <laughs> do hey, what I you want to do. I would love to listen to my voice. I like to listen to my own voice. <laughs> yeah. If it helps you climax, like, we're all for it. Like Frank Ocean said, I'm not him, but I'll mean something to you. Snaps for that one. Snap, 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 snap. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie. Thank you. <laughs> so kind of um, something that we wanted to touch on is the word thought. You know, it has that connotation of relating to something sexual um, and all of that. And yeah, of course it is. Um, you know, it it originated a few years ago via social media and it's the acronym um, for that hoe over there. It's kind of a, it's synonymous with hoe or slut, but we're kind of taking it and we're reclaiming it. Um, we use it often in terms of, hey, if we're going to go out at night, we'll say, are you going to, are you thoughting tonight? Like I'm thoughting tonight. Right? Yeah, I like my thought outfit on. Like we right. always know when it's a thought night it's a whole different level of like we out to play right a thought is whatever you think it is so that's kind of just our reclaim to the name thought it's just our lifestyle of how um how we kind of live and embrace this name so through the podcast we'll just kind of be talking about how that ties to our interests within music pop culture current events and dating and relationships yeah, absolutely. Um, so how was that Remy Wolf concert that you went to? You said that you were going to go to a drive-in concert last week. And so how did that go? How was that experience? Let me just say, Remy Wolf is the exact kind of singer we needed for that experience because she is so fun and funky. And um, basically, it was about like, I think there's 100-ish cars inside of this parking lot it's one of those like pay to park like ten dollars to go park in there and we were all facing this just empty white wall and the little stage was put right underneath it so we would tune into our radio station so the sound would come through your stereo so it, was, it was so fun like rolling up and we we're just chilling in our cars just like 
you can bring in your own drinks, bring in your own food. So we're just like chugging some white claws in the back seat here. The energy brought me back to life. It was really fun seeing her like from the front, um, calling out to the audience and being like, can I get a beep beep? And the cars <laughs> would like blare their horns. I love and then, that. And she would say like, can I see your lights? And everybody would flash their lights. So it was just really dope. Like it was so fun doing that. Like as the, as the sun came down, you could just see the projection like on the building behind her. And um, it was honestly like ideal concert experience. You just get to sit in your car, drink as much as you want, like hang out. It was so much fun. Hell yeah. And you don't got to bump into people like me being a short person. Like I, you know, my one of like I, as much as concerts bring me to life and like I love them, I miss them so much. And so I completely relate by you saying that it brought you this like entirely different energy into your life. But like I hate the aspect of not being able to see. So like honestly, like quarantine car like drive-in concerts is a vibe. Like I would love that. Normalize drive-in concerts. I love it. Also, normalize twerking out the window of the car when you're at the drive-in concert. Did someone get a video of me doing this? Because I need to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love to see it. So let's talk about women and women in music. Um, Haim just released their third full-length album, Women in Music Part 3. I have been a fan since their early days. Um, I am going to say that my favorite album by them was their debut album. Um, I loved it to pieces. I still listen to it now. Um, So I was pretty excited because they released um, a couple singles during this time. They released um, I Know Alone. That has been an anthem for me during this quarantine. Like if you're someone who, you know, is single and just like live in life and like, you know, that's that's been an anthem for me. Um, And so I was very excited for this album and I loved it. It was great, good vibes. Like, I mean, those women know their instruments. So the guitar is fantastic and I really enjoyed it. Um, speaking of the guitar, guitar on Don't Wanna is my favorite. Back to like my roots always just being I fucking love guitar. And that song just always gets me. But this album actually is like a lot less poppy than their first two. Because I read that they wrote this while they were in a mutual depression. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, apparently all three sisters in the band were um, in a mutual depression around some time when they were starting writing this album. And like one of their friends passed away, um, someone they were in a relationship with, like was diagnosed with testicular cancer. There was just like a lot of things that happened. So I think I think that is a big reason why this one feels so much more like lyrical and less poppy and is a lot more on the like kind of rock side not yeah. like rock but you know what I mean I would say angsty maybe you know yeah. like sometimes sometimes like the the best work comes out of you when you have gone through some shit and we we know about going through some shit <laughs> we have gone through some shit <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it, it's also cool just to see their um collaboration still with like Rostam from Vampire Weekend Vampire Weekend always- yeah They've worked with Vampire Weekend so much in the past, like, many years of their career. Um, and even before they released this album, the Heim sisters were all over Vampire Weekend's newest album, Father of the Bride, which came out last year. Um, and they went on tour with them and everything. Um, so it was really cool to see the Vampire Weekend ties still tying over to this album. 
great album check it out if you haven't yet and um, if you've never heard of Haim check them out very dope very empowering and um, extremely talented sisters brilliant um, ladies brilliant ladies um going off of new music that released this past week Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. So oh, love <laughs> Dominic Fike. I said his name three times. Is he gonna appear? <laughs> is he gonna appear in my room? I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> if you aren't familiar with him, he is this artist that came out of Florida, um, is associated with Brockhampton, the boy bands collective. Um, and you know, he is he's really dope. He's half black, half Filipino. Um, he um had he went to prison um while he was recording his first EP. There's I love that. That's like part of his credits is like, right. this is him. He went to prison. Like, you know, that's how he came up. But you that know? was actually a crazy ass story. Like right. He was getting like record deals while he was in pre- prison. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. He dropped his um, most recent single. It's called Chicken Tenders um, on Friday. Um, very poppy vibes, but I genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, I was really poppy. I was not expecting that from Dominic Fike because he has such a like his other songs have such a rock background, like very um, angsty and that kind of vibe. Um, we saw him at Flogna. He was so we did. fun. He was we a did. good one. We did. We, yeah, we saw him at Tyler the Creators um, Festival um, this past November. And that set was mind blowing. I met him once, like so briefly. I can't even say I met him. I kind of just like said hello to him, if that counts. Hey, you met him. I met him. I was. You dated him briefly for three minutes. (laughs) What? Yeah, let me just put that. That's exactly what happened to me. Um, He he works with Kenny Beats a lot, the producer, and they had this uh, show last year downtown. And um, it's so funny when I hear friends who are like, I, I snuck backstage, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how the fuck do you sneak that? Like, how do you do that? That's not real. And I was with these friends who were like, fuck it, like, let's try to do this. And they, <laughs> we were talking to like the, the security officer that's like guarding the backstage area. And at some point, I kind of sneak past him and just walk straight in. And I know at this point, like when I'm, when I'm in, I'm walking and I'm just like, go, 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 go. And as I'm walking in, I see Thundercat on my left and I'm like, oh, like I'm in, I'm in, I'm walking in. And I keep moving in and I like get to the, um, the area and Dominic Fife is right there on my left. And I, I, I look at him and I tap his shoulder and I'm like, Hey, are you Dominic Fife? And he's like, Hey, yeah, what's up? And then that is as long as we talked because I got I got asked to politely leave the way I came in (laughs) (laughs) amazing but hey you dated him for those two three minutes and yeah yeah absolutely we have a long history together I hope he writes a song about you I hope he does too can I be his chicken tender is that what that song's about yeah you know you know art art is open to interpretation so you know what yes yes Thank you, Auntie. Hi, <laughs> So recently discovered that I have access to HBO Max, which is amazing. But I started Love Life with Anna Kendrick. It's been really good so far. I started last night and watched like four episodes like straight out. Um, it's kind of like in the vein of you're dating and in New York City, it's like very fast paced in that way. But okay. it's been really interesting so far because it's like every episode is one person that she dated in her past. Okay. And so it revolves around all these different relationships. So the four episodes we've watched so far, there's a different 
person that she dated in each episode. Uh-huh. And it's just really like a quick watch. They're like 30-ish minute episodes. It's really like funny, lighthearted, but like you also really relate with like the relationship kind of like dating around type of aspect. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun, easy watch. It's it's kind of wild though to watch it and and see the like cityscapes of New York City. Oh, yeah. And just to be like, damn, like New York City is never going to be the same again. You ever, know? ever. So wild. Wild. Well, I, I definitely want to check this show out. Yeah. I am. I'm freaking out about HBO Max because I found out about having access to this last night and there's just so much good shit on it. So I'm like very excited to watch. HBO's doing great things. HBO always does great things. Like shout out to HBO. Um, Early last week, um, I finally got into Watchmen. So Mm. Watchmen has been on HBO for about a year. Um, I never got into it last year. A couple friends recommend it to me um, around this time. Um, And it fits perfectly with this time because it really has a lot to do um, with Black history and like the Black Lives Matter movement. So Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with it, it is based on a comic book series. I've never been that too into comics. It's just I just that's just not me, you know. Um, But it's it's more so based off of an alternate history kind of that um, is like is based off of reality but it's an alternate history um, based on morals and less on superpowers so that is what intrigued me and the whole premise of the show is battling white supremacy basically Um, it takes place in Tulsa Oklahoma and the premise of it is the Tulsa Oklahoma massacre which was basically a genocide biggest genocide of um, African Americans in America so if you haven't seen it check it out it's fucking amazing um, I think I was blown away by how um, well and how intricate every single episode is um, I think it's one of the only shows that um, kind of weaves everything together and answers all your questions and me I like shows that I have to kind of research for I think they hold more yeah. value to me so wait what what like time period is this set in so it's set in present day well present okay. day meaning it's set in 2019 um, but it has a lot of flashbacks to the past so it's not, it's like not superhero. It's like more of what you're saying, like alternate universe of like what could have happened right. sort of thing. Right. Gotcha. It's like an alternate reality in which, you know, like this, this shit is very like feasible. Like this could have happened to us right now based off of current political affairs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a lot of deep meaning symbolism. Um, fantastic show if you're a fan of things that you got to really just think about. Like I think that's, I compared it to someone when I was talking to them. I said, yo, this is kind of like Game of Thrones because when I started Game of Thrones, I had to research a lot on Game of Thrones because I was like, yo, what is this? Like what's happening? You know, gotcha. so it's like, it's kind of a show that you have to like, if you're not familiar with comic books you're not familiar with the way that this um universe and this comic works you kind of have to look shit up while you're watching but yeah it kind of just you know it it correlates it correlates to the time period that's going on right now so it's it's important to be able to consume as much art um, and to be educated about black lives so Pride Month just ended. Happy Pride to everyone um, who's listening. Happy Pride! But you know what? Pride Pride just is not a month. It's all the time. Just like Black Lives Matter is all the time. Um, I think it's important to keep educating ourselves on all of that. Um, you know, um, Black trans people were some of the key people involved in kind of the liberation of gay people in America, um, which a lot of people don't know because, you know, they kind of get discredited and stuff. So, like, I've been reading up a lot um, on that. So it's really dope to see. Um, Another thing happening is that voting elections are occurring. 
voting and elections are occurring across the country right now in a lot of major places. Texas um, voting is on July 15th, but early voting is now. So if you haven't voted um, and if you plan to, you should go ahead and get there because I think it'll be super busy on July 15th. Get your asses out there. Let's see some change. Get your asses out there. (laughs) Speaking of change, along the same lines, I'm cutting off Chick-fil-A. Dude, me too. I, I'm doing it too. It's honestly like a really hard decision because. Yeah. I mean, know. I have to put in a, a public apology out there because I have gotten so much shit for it in the past year or so. And when I would eat it, people would be like, why, why are you supporting them? You don't need to support them. Like right. they are a bad corporation. Right. And I would just be like, okay, like, fuck you. Like I was raised in the South. Like this was my childhood. Like I need this chicken. Like I don't care. <laughs> I need this chicken. I need this chicken. <laughs> and that's the thoughts. <laughs> that's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> no, but I feel you. It's just, it's, it's they, you know, like they've, they've always had a stance against LGBTQ rights. And, you know, we, you know, a lot of people overlook that. And, you know, I, we're, we're pretty, we were pretty much in it too. Like we stayed complacent to that. And a lot of people did. Um, but like now it's like, now they even have a stance against BLM and it's just a bunch yeah. of shit like put together um, and we're just like, nah, fuck Chick-fil-A. Everything you kind of have to reevaluate in what you have always been accustomed to, like what is right and wrong. And even something as small as like supporting corporations who don't support the causes that you believe in or specifically like donating money to causes that are against them right that is the kind of stuff you have to reevaluate right even if it's as simple as chick-fil-a like you gotta right you got start small and then you can keep like getting um bigger on it um you know there's other chicken places such as canes or whataburger sorry to the people that are listening that don't live in texas and i just triggered you with yeah you just triggered me so hard because i'm like yeah there are other chicken places but where the fuck are they here like (laughs) the nearest raising canes here is 45 minutes away and i have really really like tried to get myself over there and I might still do it because now that I can't get Chick-fil-A I'm gonna have to drive down there. Hey you deserve it. Take yourself on a date to Cane's. Yes get lost <laughs> in that sauce. Just baby steps little steps that you can take to switch yourself from certain brands to certain brands. Yes exactly and also in this time like think about when you're making that switch you are, are able to support your local businesses like please please look into that. Right. <laughs> Um, speaking of brands, um, have you heard about this Easy Gap collaboration that's uh, going on? I really want to know your take on this. So, so let me back up. If for for people who have not heard what we're talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. is uh, last week Kanye West announced that he's signing a ten year deal with Gap to make a whole new um, merchandise line with them called Easy Gap. And their logo is like, you know, the navy like gap square. Yeah, yeah with the white. Like Y-Z-Y. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's interesting because, I mean, especially because Kanye used to work at Gap in Chicago's Southside before, like while he was coming up, like while he was recording in the studio and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a full circle for him. Um, very, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I mean, I, I don't doubt that it's going to be some dope shit that he releases. But, you know, there's there's a lot of questions. Yeah, because as far as we know, like, it's dated back to 2015 interviews for him where he says that he has always wanted to be um, head creative director of The Gap. Like, he wanted to be Steve Jobs of The Gap. Like, he always wanted to work with Gap. 
And it kind of took him up till now after his successes with um, Yeezy and Adidas to really get to this point where he's kind of making this like merchandise for the masses where like Yeezy was like a little bit unaccessible at some points. It was very expensive in that um, in the resale markets and stuff. Let's start with like, okay, what do you think of when you think of Gap? So for so with Gap is like I shopped there as a kid. Like my parents made me shop there as a kid for clothes and whatnot. When I think of Gap now, I think of Gap as something very like very like cut, cut proper, like clean, like neutral palettes. For lack of better words, like a very prep style, if that makes yes. sense. I associate yeah. it with kind of with like higher scaled old navy. I think okay, they might yeah, be owned yeah. by the same like it is, yeah. Gap owns old navy, right. banana republic, but right. Similarly, like Gap in its prime in the 90s, 2000s, I remember having so much Gap stuff because my parents would buy me like, you know, the hoodies that say Gap. So for me, I'm trying, I know that Gap has been tanking as a brand like for a while and they've had to close like 10% of their stores this past year. But like for me, I'm seeing this brand partnership of Gap and Yeezy and I can only see Gap benefiting from this. You know, like it's, it's just like Yeezy is bringing so much to the table here. For example, the St. Pablo tour that Kanye went on in 2016, his merchandise for that, it was so plain. Let me say that. It was <laughs> a logo St. Pablo on a long sleeve Gildan t-shirt. And it went for $60 for like a long sleeve. And I think it went up from there. Like it was expensive. And so when I went to the show, I was like, that is cool but like I'm not paying $60 for this shirt I'm just gonna go buy it from one of these random scalper people in the parking lot <laughs> oh, I got a fake one I got a fake t-shirt that says St. Pablo I'm sometimes ashamed to wear it now especially in LA because like people know and like I feel like I wear that in other places but in LA people are too hyped about here like, I can't wear it hey hey I definitely definitely went to the pop-up that he did like right after St. Pablo and I definitely paid $55 for a half sleeves Gildan shirt so I'm yeah. guilty I'm guilty well and and here's the thing like I still regret not buying the real shirt the novelty. yeah like it's just that is the kind of like hype factor that Kanye brings and like right. I don't care if you are a fan of Kanye or not he is on inarguably just has this hype factor that he will bring to literally anything it's like true. it's it's just a, a fact that he has created such a following and he's also such a kind of like divisive character that whatever he does people have eyes on it's true you know? it's true and you know and the way the way that we talked about gap reminds me of these neutrals and if you kind of put it in perspective that's easy like he is he <laughs> is obsessed with his neutral colors like he does that like super plain stuff and like very like light either pastel colors or just like your neutral colors. so like i yeah. feel like the collaboration is probably gonna be some good shit yeah i'm i'm interested to see how that will go because i know he's been kind of like wanting to make fashion for the masses and like in his different ventures he's been very like in the hype streetwear like very luxe kind of side of things so this will be interesting um to see when it's like made for the masses do you think you'll buy something i i just might you know like it, it has to it has to pull me in it has to it, if, if it's if it's something that catches my eye like i just might and i mean of course it has to be affordable yeah, exactly. and and now in this day and age, ethical. So let us let us hope all of those factors are included. 
So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. They're trying to hit the like 1 billion sales mark in the fifth year. So, I mean, for Adidas Yeezy shoes, those did really, really fucking well. So we'll see if Kanye can bring his little X factor to Gap. We gonna see. Who, whoever thought we would be saying in 2021, I'm gonna be shopping at the Gap. Not me. <laughs> not I. <laughs> not I. Not I. <laughs> my my roommate said she saw this tweet that said um, the year 2020 is like a big time travel year where someone keeps trying to come back and fix something but like at what cost it just fucks up so many at other what things. cost it's like the butterfly effect at what exactly. cost at what cost <laughs> i'm trying to rewatch the butterfly effect like it's gonna fuck me up but hey so- sometimes you need that existential fuck up fuck me up existentially <laughs> <laughs> wait i need to start saying that to guys coin like, that phrase fuck me yeah. up existentially let's fuck me up existentially <laughs> let's 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 have a facetime date um watch interstellar together cry together existentially i haven't seen interstellar so like i'm down to cry existentially like someone fuck me up existentially hey mr dollar sign t- please we need to watch interstellar <laughs> <laughs> That that HBO Max account that I was talking about is not mine. It's Mr. Dollar Signs. Shout out to him. <laughs> it's like our first real account that we're sharing together. So it's kind of a big step. Hey, I love it. I love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I want to talk about what we're doing in within work. For myself, I have been endlessly scrolling some LinkedIn as one does when they are unemployed. Shout out to COVID for leaving me unemployed, but you know, it's all right. It's all right. We, a lot of people are in the same boat and things are going to end up okay. Yeah. But something that I um, saw on LinkedIn that was really intriguing to me because LinkedIn is a fun, interesting feed that's different from Twitter because Twitter is full of trolls, but LinkedIn is a lot of rants about work culture type of stuff. And I saw this really interesting one that was from an Indian man. And in this post, for the past many years in the professional world, he hasn't been going by his Indian name because he wanted to be accepted into white culture. He was going by the name Sean instead because that was easier for him to rise to the ranks of his culture within work and be accepted within that. So I would like a thought take from you on this concept of name acceptance fitting into white culture, because I think we both have have experienced some of this in our personal lives. And right. we'd love to hear your thought take on this. It's interesting because I feel like through throughout generations of, you know, our parents and even before that, it's like having being from an immigrant background or, you know, just having whether you're Indian, whether you're um, whether you're South Asian, whether you're East Asian, whether you're black, whether you're African, like we have complicated names sometimes or, you know, complicated in the sense of a kind of like a um, white colonial colonialism culture. And so it's it's you know, it's hard for people to pronounce and we immediately being if you come from a new place and you're kind of intimidated by this work culture that you're being um, put into or, you know, even if you're born here and you're going to school and going to a new university or starting work at a new place. And if you have a name that you have been kind of um, 
over the years know that it's going to be pronounced wrong. Like, let me just say that every year of school, I would just like brace myself when my teacher was calling roll because I knew that he or she was going to fuck up my name. <laughs> and yeah. I would have to go. And the times that it would come correct, I'd be like, oh, yes. So did you correct them when they pronounced it wrong? I actually didn't. So I, so like, you know, I immigrated here when I was in, I was five and a half. So um, in kindergarten, my teacher pronounced my name um, in a certain way. Um, And I kind of, you know, it wasn't too off from the way that my name was pronounced. And I was obviously like, I knew English. I was lucky that um, my parents raised me to be bilingual. So I knew English and Hindi at the same time, but obviously I was shy, like, it was me in this new place, new world, new school system that I've never been in. And so the way that she pronounced my name wasn't too off from like the way that my name is. It was a little bit off, but I said, yes, like I said, that's how you pronounce my name. And that's how I went by for, you know, like years. Um, and that wasn't, and you know, my parents started calling me that too. And it just kind of like stuck um, until I grew a little bit older and I decided I was like, not nah, like my name is pronounced this way. Like, for example, like there's um, Muslim women with many different types of names like there's the name uh, Fatima I'm sure a lot of you have heard the name Fatima now an inappropriate pronunciation of that name would be Fatima right Mm -hmm. because it has that I and you see yeah right it's spelled F-A-T-I-M-A so someone might look at it and say Fatima Um, that's not how it's pronounced but some people will go like that instead of being called Fatima instead of being having to correct someone it's really not that hard to say it the right way as we grow older we realize these things and you know I I feel like I feel like it's important to stay with your the way that your name is supposed to be pronounced because your name is your name it was given to you for a reason yeah I'm glad I'm glad that you um, would correct them because I know there are many people who you know would take the path of least resistance and be like you know what, it's fine. I'm not going to speak up about this because I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Like if you have to make a big deal in front of your classroom to be like, Wait, no, 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 it's, it, you'd say it like this and you have to say it three more times before they get it. Like I understand how that gets scary and, and embarrassing at times because of the, I mean, it's the culture that we grow in. You're people, you grew up with people whose names are like fucking Jack and Sally. Like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> No disrespect to Jackson Sally's out there. Yeah, no, I love the Jackson Sally's out there. So, so fuck me. But I, I totally feel you on that because I don't know if you even know this about me, but my first name is actually my Vietnamese name, and it and my middle name is my English name. I had no idea. Yeah, legally it is. Whenever they would call my Vietnamese name Mm -hmm. in school. And I would be like, no, 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 it's my English name. You know, I would get a little embarrassed in that way. I feel like I kind of rescinded from my right. Vietnamese name because right. I was like, no, 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 like, don't call me that. That's not me. Right. You know, and I think that growing up in that culture, I mean, I still go by my English name because mm-hmm. it is my English name. Like that is my middle name. Right. Um, but that has, it has an effect on you because just like, you know, the way you grow up in that culture and. And, um, you know, having to correct people in that way, it makes, it gives you that little insecurity of like, from being a minority, it gives you a little, a little pause there. Like, right. it, it gets you. It does. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we see both sides like Chanel. So it's like older men and women um, that have hard to pronounce names that are from different cultures. Like, I know for a fact that sometimes my dad, who has um, 
a little bit of a hard to pronounce name for people that aren't in the culture would be would just say that his name is Sam um, or something like that, just for it to be easy. And like, you know, some of his um, American colleagues would call him Sam. So yeah. So it's, 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 it's understandable, especially for older people. And we, we, like, I get, I totally empathize with why um, it is done and why, you know, people do it. But I think it's important um, to understand that, like, to be proud of your name and, you know, especially in this day and age, like being a teacher, I, I make sure that like on the first day of school, I ask my student how I'm pronouncing it. If I'm, I'll take a chance and I'll pronounce the name, however it's written and whatever I think the, the pronunciation is, but I'll always say, did I say it right? You know, some students don't correct you because they get yeah. just like me, but it's, it's my job to make them feel comfortable enough, you know? Well, and that's the thing, like shout out to those teachers, because I feel like we all know that those teachers that stopped to make sure that they were saying it right. Like, I want to know how to pronounce your name and I want to respect you and your upbringing and your heritage. If this is like, you know, a family name or whatnot, it's like very important. So like shout out to those teachers. Shout out, shout out. I get the other side of things and how it's just like sometimes easier. This is a very like trivial example, but going to Starbucks instead of saying of your name, if it's like really hard to spell, just saying like, my name is Sam or whatever. Like, yeah, I get that for sure. Right. right. You want to be proud of your name. Yes. And you want to use it in those situations and where you're not just assimilating to white culture for that acceptance. Yeah. But if that is the acceptance that gets you to what you need to get to. Yeah, if, if you can be comfortable with it and you just don't want to deal with it, like it's, it's understandable. Yeah. Always, and, and that's, that is the thought take. That is a thought take for <laughs> sure. <laughs> These are some profound conversations we're having here. <laughs> No, and also shout out, shout out, uh, shout out to people that, you know, have always like stood by their names and always corrected people. So shout out to those people who kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I appreciate your, your confidence and your power. Well, it's even just interesting for like, um, any artists, like musical artists who have funny names, Mm -hmm. like when you realize me as a person that I have been pronouncing this artist name wrong for the past however many years, like even Haim, for example, so many people say Haim, like, I don't even know, there's so many <laughs> ways people describe this word, and it's not how you say it. And the first time I heard how you're supposed to say it, you, I felt like an idiot, you know, it's right. like, it's an interesting, like reversal in which like, how come we feel dumb when we're, we're pronouncing someone who's famous, their name wrong. But if we're pronouncing somebody else's name wrong who's just a peer then you don't have as much like shame about it you know right I agree and on that note let me just say that I didn't know did not know how to pronounce Yosemite until the Travis Scott song came out were you saying Yosemite (laughs) I was definitely saying Yosemite my immigrant ass (laughs) Yosemite (laughs) Yosemite and I'm not gonna lie I look at it sometimes and in my head I still say Yosemite <laughs> I like want to say Yosemite to the like throw some mo B Yosemite hey, hey shout out to shout out to that Ray Schrammert album um, <laughs> it's, it's honestly an underrated classic come get her is one of the greatest masterpieces to ever exist 1000% agree I saw a good TikTok <laughs> about that too they've been using that in some TikToks um, partaking in this digital virtual camp and it's with kids to kind of give them real world skills but also like coping mechanisms and all that um, and because you said TikTok I mean I'm kind of I'm doing like content stuff with them and so I'm gonna have to venture into TikTok 
and you know at school I can be like nah fuck TikTok we're not talking about TikTok yeah. I'm, I'm your teacher but like now it's like a camp type of thing so I'm gonna have to venture into it so wish me fuck Godspeed TikTok <laughs> is a whole different rabbit hole once you enter it I just want to say the comments on some of the videos where millennials are posting on TikTok the comments are so fucking funny from Gen Z who's on there like oh, why don't you just tell us what your Harry Potter house is and, <laughs> and fuck off, like, get off this platform. It's so funny. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to tell you that I'm a Ravenclaw. Like, fuck off, Gen Z. Damn, we old. <laughs> <laughs> so with so many things that we're getting ourselves into in different ventures, I want to bring up a new segment that we are going to call Thought Seat. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to put each other in the thought seat here. This is kind of going to be our dating segment, sex segment, relationship. Um, thought seat, you know, like a hot seat that you take when you're answering questions, but also like a thought seat, like, and it reminds me of sitting on faces. So um, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. I'm horny. <laughs> it's quarantine. <laughs> All right. So if we were saying the thought seat, are you sitting on my face or am I sitting on your face? Baby, you decide. I don't mind. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So in today's episode of Thought Seat, we're going to talk about boundaries. Me personally, I mentioned on the first episode that I am an only child. So being an only child, not having um, cousins that were close to my age that like I hung out with all the time, I relied heavily on my friends, Um, you know, throughout my like growing up. And even now, like my friends are my siblings. I'm very close to them. I would always check in on them. Like I would always be there for them constantly. And I still am. But as I grew older, I realized that it's important for me to take care of myself. It's important for me to have my space as extra that I am I need my time to recharge I need my time to be by myself I can't be in constant communication and I realized like as I grew older that sometimes when I'm saying no to you know not answering a phone call or you know if I just don't feel like responding to a text or even in 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 relationships with men if I just don't want to do something or if I don't want to talk to you in me like I'll do it and I'm getting better at saying no and saying what I want but I feel like it's been a process it's like this year that it's gotten better but still I have this issue that I'm working on that like I feel bad when I say no yeah Um, you know it's because I it's like I care I'm like shit like I feel bad how that person's gonna feel like I just said no them but it's like you know you got to kind of come to terms with the fact that if this person genuinely cares for you they're there for you they're gonna know that you mean no harm you're just looking out for yourself in in the reverse it's very like as I was like going through college, I would say yes to everything and just show up to everything. And that took out so much that drained so much from me, because I never got like time to myself to kind of just like, get back to my roots and ground myself. I was just always go, go, go. Right. And so I think how that kind of played into relationship for me was like, very difficult in, um, in the beginning where I was very used to being 100% independent. And so then when I was starting to split my time into a 50 50, like I'm seeing my partner on the side, and I'm also trying to focus on myself, that really was difficult for me to have that boundary and, um, and have that kind of split for myself, because I wanted to be with this person all the time. But I wanted that time to focus for myself as well. So 
that was difficult for me to figure out in the beginning and agreed and now I'm kind of I feel like I'm in a bit of a reverse situation where in quarantine I like don't have as much to focus on so now I want to be with my partner all the time Mm -hmm. but I know that there's a boundary that we need to like establish so that we can both get our our work done you know right I I always say that NASA by Ariana Grande is is the the anthem for boundaries. Yes. Oh my god, one hundred percent. I always so me and my partner whenever we um have a night apart, we're like, so should we like hang out tonight or should we just NASA? Like that's a common word that we say in our. Vocabulary. That's fucking cute. I love that y'all call it that. <laughs> we have NASA nights. <laughs> shout out to NASA nights they're they're necessary like hey the type of person that I am I need to recharge myself and not have a constant communication so that I can be the best version of myself you know and it's it's not that it's not that I'm not willing to talk every day I am I'm, I love to talk I love to be y'all, y'all could tell I love to talk um I love to talk um, I'm always there I love to be there but you know going back and forth constant all the time can be overwhelming when there's so much stimulating shit happening already so it's important for me to take time for myself um for for periods of time and you know so just so I can be the best version of myself to people I care about and I want to go into appropriately how you set those boundaries because when you are speaking to someone in whatever kind of like relationship you are at with this person if you're a friends you're just starting to get to know each other you're like kind of seeing each other whatever like part of the relationship you're in it is very important that if you are saying no to someone for whatever reason that you make it clear to them yes make it clear to them you know like it's important in this day and age like okay if I'm gonna go MIA on you for a little bit or if I'm gonna go you know I think I think that is important so they feel like oh okay this person isn't blowing me off they just need their own time yeah because it's completely different if you're blowing them off for the fact that you are ghosting ghosting Oh boy, let me get into ghosting. <laughs> Look, those of us who have been ghosted um, are never gonna ghost. That's that's on period because we under we know the pain. We we, we know the pain. Like yeah. you know, especially being good communicators ourselves. Um, when we get ghosted, I it's like someone has stabbed me, and I want to just like <laughs> fall to the floor. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's let's just get into the, our ghosting stories because clearly they have kind of had an effect on us I think it has an effect on everyone when you are kind of talking to someone that you're into and they ghost you that feeling will never shake you because you're like could I have done something different like did I do something wrong like the time that I was ghosted I was talking to this guy who um we were like pretty into each other for a bit I would even say we coined the name tiny dollar sign together. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. But I'm not going to give him that credit. Cause that was my idea. And I just like said it while he was around. So fuck that guy. Anyway. So <laughs> this, this dude, we'd been on a few dates and it was the point where like, it was my birthday and he took me out to dinner, like a fancy place. We had, we had a little thing going and then kind of out of nowhere, he stopped replying to me which was very abnormal for him. At first, I was like, there must be something wrong with him. Like, is he in the hospital? Like, because that was very abnormal for him to not reply. 
immediately we're gonna think someone's hurt because it's like you either better be dead if you're not responding to me or you must have got into an accident because I don't understand why you're not responding to me exactly exactly so it's like that's what happened for me where I was like okay I think he he, something might be wrong and it just took it, it was over the course of a day that I was like okay this dude's not replying to me then the next day still see that he's not replying to me but I see that he's active on Instagram you know how like on your DMs you can see if they're like online now I I'm not a crazy person but I'm a resourceful as fuck person Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's my synonym for crazy is resourceful no I like it I like it and I was on Instagram and saw that he was active so I was like oh this fool is just ghosting me just fucking ghosting me and I never heard from him again it was just the weirdest, like the last time I saw him, he took me out for a fancy dinner for my birthday and then ghosted me. Yes, I mean, and yeah, and like experiences like that, like they they put it into perspective. It's like, okay, if I've been treated like this, I'm never gonna do that to someone. Um, I had an experience myself um, in which, you know, I was talking to this guy that I really, really, really liked. I was very into him. Very, we were very compatible. We, um, we, we lived in two different cities, but in the same state. So we, you know, we talked all the time and I would visit him a lot. And like something that he did, he would not talk to me for a week randomly. So it was a ghost. It would be like a periodic ghost. And then he would say, you know, I thought a break in communication would be refreshing. Exact words, like word for word is that that is what he said. And I'm like, okay, cool. You think you're being emotionally mature by saying this. Um, but I mean, the emotionally mature thing to do would be to tell per- the person yeah. that, that time apart, you know, 100%. Was, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I said, I was like, I wish you would let me know before, but then he did it again. And he did it for three weeks. He ghosted me for three weeks while we're talking, we were going to go to a concert like the following weekend. And so I was just like, yo, like I got to take myself out of this this um and so I eventually just you know I stopped talking to him and it made me just realize that like nah that that's not how it goes um we don't ghost um if you're gonna need time apart or if you think that someone is you know maybe too into you and you're not as into them or you know you want this like kind of distance and you need to let them know beforehand rather making them decide what's happening and questioning themselves and their self-esteem um and you know everything else and i want to say this is like for relationships that you are mutually invested in like i can understand from the other side if you are speaking to someone that you're not really like neither of you really owe anything to each other at that point I understand how some people are like, okay, like I'm, I'm jetting. And so I think it's just important that that is communicated, especially if you're in a mutual relationship with each other, that you are both interested and like have established some sort of relationship together. Because otherwise, if you're ghosting for your own, like, you know, you're going to be hurting someone. It's important. Clarity, communication. Yeah. That, that is the thoughts. That is the thoughts. I think... (laughs) Just please don't ghost us. Hey, don't ghost us. Please keep listening. We love I you. I think that's what my main point is just like, please don't ghost me. And if you will, you need to DM us and tell us why you're not listening. Okay? I need the clear communication. <laughs> that's a bad seat. 
that's the bad seat. That's the bad seat. Um, as we end today's episode, um, I think that, you know, a, a big theme um, of life that has resonated with, um, I would think, all of us um, during this time is the theme of gratitude. Well, first of all, I want to express gratitude for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. We just two women talking about shit that we always talk about. And we think it is pretty relatable. So that's why we put it out there for you guys. So it was really cool that you listened the last episode and um, are tuning in again. A couple of things that I am um, thankful for during this time is, you know, obviously health, um, obviously being able to be fed every day, having a home. Um, I'm still getting paid. So all of those things. My dad works um, every single day. So just his health um, and all that. So, yeah, I think it's all kind of comes to those general um, similar fields or having healthy family, healthy friends. Um, and having my support system always constantly around me. And, you know, I definitely want to thank the followers, the <laughs> listeners out there. Um, I think this started as such a quick kind of like Twitter idea. This has just been a fun little side project to have. So I'm glad we we're able to do this. And I'm glad to be able to do it with one of my best friends. Yes. And that's the thought. And that's the thought. Peace and blessings, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Catch you next time.